I would say just step up and come up here and learn about the process, ask the questions. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised and I think you'll learn a lot by being part of the process. Utah has the shortest legislative session in the country, just 45 calendar days. Over the course of those seven weeks, lawmakers work tirelessly to pass meaningful legislation to improve the lives of all Utahns. This session in particular could perhaps be the most consequential in our state's history. With so much packed into such a short amount of time, it can be difficult for those outside the process to keep up to date with what all goes on. Joining us today to provide an overview of what exactly the legislature accomplished during the 2023 general session is the Chief of Staff for the Utah House of Representatives, Abby Osborne. Abby, thanks so much for taking the time today. Edward, so honored to be here. Thanks for having me. So Abby, why don't you go ahead and just tell us real quick, what made this session stand out to you versus previous years of the legislature? Well, let's start with the fact that we ended at 930. So that was pretty significant, right? We ended two and a half hours earlier than we typically do or needed to. So that was pretty exciting. But really, we hit on all cylinders this session. Our lawmakers came to the session ready to go. They knew exactly what they were looking to pass and monumental legislation. I mean, we had record number of revenue and they really put it to good use and they gave back the biggest tax cut in state history. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard to do if you think about it. Invest in a significant way in really critical areas of the state and also give back the biggest tax cut. That does not happen anywhere else in the country. It certainly doesn't happen in D.C. And our lawmakers did it. They came to the plate and they did it this session. So what are some of those key pieces of legislation that really stick out to you throughout this last legislative session? Well, like I said, the tax cuts, $850 million in tax cuts over a number of different things, including income tax, a Social Security tax break, a double dependent exemption, taking the sales tax off food to the voters, and then also doing a child tax credit. Those were big areas in taxes that our lawmakers addressed. Water was another huge thing. We invested over $500 million in conservation and water resources, but coupled with that significant policy changes that will have long-term impact on the Great Salt Lake, Southern Utah, Utah Lake, and some of our critical resources other areas was education. Biggest investment we've made in state history into education. Over a 6% WPU awaited pupil unit down to our districts and a $6,000 increase for teachers, making it the single biggest increase for teachers across the nation. That's significant to do in a year like this. And we did that early and we came out of the gate really fast and gave our teachers a big increase, but also gave them preparatory days and other significant areas that we focused on for education for the students, but also for the teachers. Housing was another big thing. We addressed homelessness and everything else, but we made significant strides in our policy to address the affordability of housing for you and for me and for people that are just getting into the market that are working Utahns that can't quite figure out how to buy that first time home. We made significant investments and policy changes to allow for more affordability across the state. And people are going to start seeing that rather quickly. Finally, I would say that we answered the bell on some significant policies that are coming out of D.C. in our energy sector 
and in our ESG scores from our financial institutions. And so really proud of the work that our lawmakers did in those two areas. So lots to talk about. I could keep going on and on because there's so much to talk about. Now, to anyone watching the legislative session unfold, especially in our fast-paced 45-day session, it does appear to be nothing short of utter chaos, (laughs) constantly pivoting from issue to issue as the days roll by. One of the things that might not be apparent to the casual observer is just how well orchestrated and organized that chaos actually is. The House majority has a blueprint of exactly what we hope to accomplish throughout the session, and we work tirelessly throughout the session to deliver on that vision. You play a large part in organizing that chaos and channeling it into a productive slate of meaningful legislation. Can you describe what all goes into that process and what it looks like both before and during the session? Yeah, it is set before the session begins. The table is set. In fact, this year, the interim process will play a significant role in what happens next year. So starting in May, we generally set the agenda for the interim process and what committees are going to be studying. And so that plays a significant role in what actually comes out the next legislative session. For us in the House majority, we set a blueprint and a caucus priority starting in June. And we work on that all through the summer and the fall leading up into the session. So constituents and Utahns know what to expect from the House of Representatives when they come into this session. And it's all laid out on our website. You know exactly what we're going to accomplish. And then we really strive to work to get that done. I see my role and the role of our staff as just air traffic controllers when the session comes into play. We know the plays. We know how we're going to execute it. We know who's on the field. And we just kind of help execute it. And it's an honor to be a part of it. And honestly, we have the best staff, the best staff to really help our lawmakers achieve what their goals are. So really, the things that happen during the 45 days don't just get hammered out over the course of those seven weeks. But really, this is the culmination of almost years worth of work that goes into prepping for one of these sessions. Correct? Absolutely. It's Thanksgiving dinner. You know who's bringing the turkey. You know who's bringing the sides. You know how the table is set, and really it's just sitting down to have the meal during the session. Now, at the start of this session, the House Majority Caucus outlined three policy pillars, stewardship of our natural resources, keeping life affordable for Utahns, and investing in our future. How were those goals precisely achieved? Well, I talked about a little bit of that in the opening remarks, but in stewardship, I talked about water and energy, and then another component of that is land management all of our outdoor recreation assets and infrastructure, and then investing in our rural roads was a huge part of that area. Affordability was taxes and some government overreach. And then obviously I went into depth on the housing component. And then investment was education, which we talked about a $915 million increase in public education this year. And then also embedded in that was school safety, so hardening of our schools to protect our teachers and our students. And then finally, the last component of investment was transportation. This is a big number. $2 billion in roads and transit across the state was invested. Taxpayer dollars invested back into communities on our state and local roads to really make life easier for Utahns to get around for future generations. And that's really important to continue to invest in transportation. 
Now, we hear a lot about all of these policies and what they might look like on paper, but what specifically will these policies do to help affect the individual families here within Utah? What does that look like on the ground level? Well, they'll begin with getting more money in their pockets, right? They won't return as much state taxes back to the state. They'll keep that in their pockets. And that's really important to our members is to allow Utahns to keep more of their hard-earned money. They'll see changes in their students' education system, right? They'll have more choices for where they and how they want their students to be educated. They'll see a bigger investment in their teachers, and hopefully that's reflected through the teaching. They'll see less potholes. They'll see more bridges going up. They'll see more frequency of transit. On the housing front, it'll be easier for first-time homebuyers to buy a home. You'll see subdivisions more easily developed because of the regulatory burdens that were taken down during this session. So in every facet of people's lives, you will see little bit of change. And over time, those little bit of changes add up to significant, significant things for Utahns. And it's pretty humbling to be a part of. Now, do you have any experience watching other states at all undergo their legislative process and how you might differentiate the Utah process versus what happens throughout the rest of the country? Early in my career, I actually did government relations in five different states, and Utah was one of those. So I got to see firsthand what kind of happens in some of those other states. And I know it's overused, the term is overused, but the secret sauce in Utah, the open door mentality, the really working together couldn't be more true in this state versus other states. I'm not originally from Utah, although I've lived here longer than I lived in my home state at this point, but this was the place I wanted to be because I knew that there was significant change that could happen. I knew I could be a part of something. And I just didn't get that sense in other states because there wasn't that desire from lawmakers to go work on long-term impactful things. And ultimately, this is where I chose to be because of that. Now, Abby, we see a tide of increasing skepticism and even cynicism in the public regarding the work that the Utah legislature does. What is your message to Utahns who might be feeling some of those emotions? If you could peel back the curtain a little bit and show Utahns what this process and these people are really like, what would you want them to know? I would say take the time to get to know your elected official. Every person in Utah has a House of Representatives person, and they have a senator, and they have federal members that represent them. So get to know them and get to understand what's important to them, and then make sure they understand what's important to you. And don't just read the headlines in the newspaper. There's so much more that goes on than just the quick click of the headline. And come up and be a part of the process. Give us a call. Reach out. Reach out to your lawmaker. We want you to understand and we want you to be a part of the process because really every decision we make up here and every vote that these lawmakers take up here has an impact on a Utah or multiple Utahns every time they vote. And so we want you to know that we want you to be a part of the process so you can understand what it's like and how these decisions really affect you. Is there anything else you'd like to communicate to members of the public who might be listening or thinking about getting engaged and really just curious about the work that the legislature has done? I would say just step up. Just come up here. This is a beautiful building that is the taxpayer's house. This is the people's house. And come up here and learn about the process. Ask the questions. 
I think you'll be pleasantly surprised as I was when I first got into this process. And I think you'll learn a lot by being part of the process. Thank you. We appreciate the work that you do and and taking the time to sit down and look forward to having another great 2024 general session. Oh gosh, let's have a break for a minute. (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) Abby.